And now, two pigeons bemoaning the fact you can stream DirecTV satellite-free. Hey, Frank, a little birdie told me you don't need a satellite dish to get DirecTV. What's little birdie? Was it Jimmy the Sparrow? It's a figure of speech. Point is, you can stream DirecTV over the Internet now. Oh, sure. Next, you're going to tell me those big birds are made of metal and filled with people, right? <laughs> you mean airplanes? Stream DirecTV without a satellite dish. Call 1-800-DIRECTV. Terms or restrictions apply. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Athletic Fantasy Football Podcast. It's Tuesday, four days before Halloween, aka Chris Vaccaro's most favorite holiday in the world. Isn't that right, Chris? Oh, absolutely. I get to trick-or-treat and get uh, all the candy I want. It's exciting. I'm happy yes. for you. Yeah. Yes. How are you doing today? How's everything going? Doing good, buddy. Everything's going well. Uh, coming off of successful week seven in fantasy football. A lot of nice high scores. Uh, thank you, Kyler Murray. And, um, you know, we're on to week eight. Unfortunately, we lost a lot of Odell Beckham shares, and that's the sad part of week seven. But we, uh, we move on. You know, that's, that's created an interesting situation um, because there's almost like this three-headed replacement. Uh, you know, obviously, Rashard Higgins, a lot of people are going to be looking at, but uh, Donovan Peoples-Jones had a pretty good game, and he's got a little bit of buzz. And our Browns writer, uh, Zach Jackson, uh, when we, we did the news brief, brought up Kaderil Hodge, who's been on the IR, but I think he can be activated. I think it's kind of vague if he actually is ready to be versus, uh, you know, obviously he can be. He's spent the three weeks there, but... Uh, he mentioned Kaderil Hodge before either of them. So uh, I know you don't like to give away your game plan, but are you going to replace Beckham with someone in-house or are you looking elsewhere? I mean, it all depends on what's available on waivers and there's really not much, but uh, I was interested in Higgins. Um, I think he'll take over, uh, you know, most of the uh, targets, you know, for Beckham other than the other two. Uh, but I think it's going to be spread around. Uh it's not really a situation that I'm going to go after him hard. I don't believe Nando just because, you know, they have a bye in week nine. Uh, you know, you get through this week with some other replacements on your bench, and then hopefully Nick Chubb comes back into this offense, and it's a heavy run offense again with a Nick Chubb and Kareem Hunt combo and uh, a very low-pass offense. So it's probably not going to be one of these pass offenses I'm looking to invest in the rest of the way. Uh, it seems like they're flipping it. Remember Minnesota a couple of years ago? And I'm pretty sure this is a John DiFilippo offense, not the Stefanski one. But uh, remember they started out like crazy run, like all over the place. And then I think Diggs started complaining. And then they're mm-hmm. just like, all right, we're a pass offense now. Yeah. I mean, the difference being that Diggs and Thielen were there in Minnesota to, to turn around and do that with uh, over here now. you got a banged up Jarvis Landry and a collection of garbage. So, uh, you you Donovan, know, Donovan Peoples-Jones, Michigan yeah. product. Yes, uh, he was a stud in Michigan. But yeah. uh, listen, he's just going to be an average receiver in the NFL. So that's uh, you know that's my stance on, on the Cleveland offense. I just think it's heavy run, uh, and they're they're waiting for Nick Chubb, and hopefully he is back in Week Ten. Like the reports are starting to surface now. I'm just marking down the timestamp where you said the Donovan yeah. Peoples Jones is going to do the that, trash. All right. Yeah. Uh, you know what I did? Not to bring my football card collection into things very early. I, I oh, don't like do no. it too early. But you know what? It translates to fantasy. You bought Kadaral Harge's, uh, no. you know, cards for no, no, no. one cent, and you're hoping that it goes up to four cents in five years. Denzel Mims. 
Oh, Mims. I got a lot of him. I got a lot of him. And it seems like the the yeah, price, the market is not moving the way it should be with him as the Jets' number one receiver right now. <laughs> well, I mean. Am I right? Crowder's just, out? Perriman's out? I was just going to say, did you just anoint him as the number one receiver without him stepping on the field? What do you yeah. mean? He's four for 40, seven targets, four catches, 40-something right. yards, a lot of snaps. <laughs> true, true. Um, I know you like to make fun of me for this stuff, but, you know, <laughs> I, I feel like I just beat you to it. Uh, you know what, Nando? I'll give you. I'll give you that one. Mims could be something here, uh, just because I, I don't expect Crowder to miss too much time. I, I think he'll probably be back uh, this week. And uh, Petterman with the concussion, he could be back. So um, Perriman will get hurt some other way, though, man. That's just what he <laughs> yeah, does. That's true. He, yeah. he is one of those type of receivers that always keeps getting hurt. Um, you know, Mims could be something. I, I you know, I, we're going to have to wait and see. I wouldn't be going to blow the uh, the fab budget. He is available in a lot of leagues right now. I'm sure he'll be a popular name in waivers uh, this week. But, uh, you know, I, I don't see him going up. I wouldn't put him in the other rookie wide receiver category. I don't know, man. He's, you know, he's a jet, which obviously works against him because they're a joke. Mm-hmm. But uh, second-round draft pick, man, in a draft that was loaded with wide receivers, too. So... You know, I mean, it's it, he was out. Odell Beckham missed his first, what, seven games his rookie season and then became amazing? So, yeah, you know what? It, it, that, I do remember the Odell Beckham season when he did that, and he did turn around second half of the season. Um, definitely a possibility. I don't think he's the guy in the Jet offense that I am the most, um, you know, looking forward to the second half of the season. Uh, that role goes to LaMichael Pirine. Uh, yeah. That's... That's who I uh, would be adding if available right now. I think he could be a solid RB2. Uh, I like that he played 70% of the snaps. I liken the situation a little bit to the Detroit one now where they're trying to they see what they have here. P. Ryan's a fourth-round draft pick. They invested some capital into him. Uh, I could see his role growing more and more each week. He's uh, he's capable out of the backfield catching the ball, and I think he could be a solid RB2 for your fantasy team, especially with the bye weeks coming in, especially with how bad the running back market is right now. And, uh, you know, they can't just keep giving. Even, even Gase can't keep, uh, you know, an aging Frank Gore in a lead role. So I think going forward, P. Ryan's the lead back, and volume is king. And, and I think he's a double-digit uh, touch guy going forward uh with frank gore <clears throat> excuse me frank gore uh had a 5.5 yard per carry average the last game yeah i'm just want to point that out oh i mean do you want to start him comfortably no not comfortably i mean you're gonna start Lamichael p ryan comfortably uh more comfortable than frank gore all right i'll tell you that much um 70 of the 70 percent of the t- snaps you know i like where I, it, I like where it's going uh, so, by the way, so this show, what I wanted to do this show was actually, so this this sprung from, on Sunday night, I did this Twitch with Adam Azer over the CBS Adam Azer, Will Brinson crew. Um, mm-hmm. And it, like, it came up, like, we were doing, we were watching the, the whole thing is like a game watch. And Ezekiel Elliott came up. And like, where does Ezekiel Elliott fall rest of season? Like, is he top five for your rest of season? Is he top, even top 12 for your rest of season? Um, and I thought it'd be kind of interesting because, you know, you make lists in your columns. Yes. Nando, I'm surprised just going back to the Jets wide receiver corp that you managed to get through that quick segment talking about the Jets receivers and didn't bring up Jeff Smith. I mean, hey. he's the number one there, no? I mean, he was, but now that Denzel Mims is healthy, I think he's the number one. <laughs> All 
All right. All right. Is we gonna? You feel <laughs> I just like had uh, to get that in. I just had to get that in. But you feel like that joke flopped. I, I think it did. I think it did. All right. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> let's uh, let's go. So yeah. anyway, I, you thought that we couldn't do an entire show on it, but I, I disagree. I think there's a lot of arguing to be done. Not mm-hmm. I'm not doing this on purpose, just to argue. But I think there's you know at this point in the season, some teams might you know five and three. Looking, you know, staring down a five and three, maybe after this week, maybe you're four and four. There's a big difference between those two. And there might be a big difference between a guy that we think is number one and we think is number six. And people are starting to pull off trades, trade deadlines coming up in some leagues. It's it's almost like a weird crunch time right now. Um, you know, it's not obviously weeks 11, 12, 13, where you got to win to get in kind of stuff. But right mm. now, it could, it could change your fortunes. You know, like five, five and three and four and four are two totally different records and mindsets, I think. Uh, Nando, I think it's crunch time right now. If if crunch time hasn't began uh, already, uh, begun already, uh, you know it's week eight. You got six weeks left, and you know in the regular season you got to make a move. Um, it's you know you, whether you're four and three, uh, five and two uh, to hold on, and if you're three and four, you can't pretty much take another loss. You got to win out. So uh, it's crunch time starting right now. Well, so let me ask you this then. Um, let me build this backwards. Where is Ezekiel? Ezekiel Elliott. Let me just read this stat for you because I found it very interesting. Yeah. Thanks, by the way. Shout out to Sport Radar. Uh, like just an entire database of stats at our fingertips. Um, Ezekiel Elliott has 423 offensive snaps this season. The next highest guy has 338. That's insane to me that he is mm-hmm. so far ahead of everybody else. And then, like, 338, 318, 314, 305, 291. Like, it's like a normal little trickle down. Yeah. But Ezekiel Elliott is getting, like you just said, volume is king. Ezekiel Elliott's playing 423 snaps so far this season, which is 81% of his team's uh, running back offensive snap share. Right. Um, and, in fact, the, the weird thing is number two is David Johnson at 338, also has 80%. That's surprising, but <clears throat> yeah. factor in the fact factor in that Duke Johnson missed uh, you know some time and there really wasn't anybody else to to put out there, so he had to stay on the field more. Kind of similar to Zeke now, where Tony Pollard the last couple of weeks has been getting a little more run. Um, so you know, I mean, you have to Ezekiel Elliott. He's on pace for a thousand snaps, basically. Uh, yeah, but you know that's because the Cowboys are always on the field. Um, you know, playing a ton of offensive snaps in shootouts, right? Right. So, I mean, that, that factors into, um, you know, I wrote in the column last week, Nando, that I'd be selling Ezekiel Elliott for a decent price uh, starting last week. And I think what we saw versus Washington is what we're going to see in the future. Now, I don't think he's going to have these terrible games where he's six and a half fantasy points. Um, but... I don't. I think the days of his twenty-five and thirty-point outputs every week, where you put him in your RB one spot and you sleep well at night, I think those days are over. And if we're talking first round redraft, ah, uh, he didn't crack my first round. How about that? I find that crazy. Like, I mean, he's still catching passes. Yeah, I mean, listen, and and when and we, we don't know what Ben show, I said volume. Say that again. We don't know what Ben DiNucci is going to look like. <laughs> we don't, but uh, I would. I would lean more towards a disaster more than a uh, more than a more than someone that's going to take control of this offense and and I mean it's only going to be it's not like he's going to have the starting job going forward unless he blows up but um, I don't have high expectations for that uh, even if Dalton misses this one game it's more about the offensive line just completely falling apart now 
and uh, I'm sure Zach Martin will be back to help that. So, I mean, it's not like Zeke isn't in the consideration for first round. I just had him a little bit outside of the first round if we were drafting today going forward. All right, so just just to put this in context, uh, we're going to do NFFC first round, which is 15. Um, so it'll, it'll basically be a top... No, it's 12. That's... No. All right, well, NFFC let's do 15. Right. 12. Do you want to do 12 or do you want to do 15? Uh, 12. All right, fine. Yeah. Well, let's do top 15 anyway. Okay, sure. All right. let's, we'll, we'll, do, we'll start well, this at least, Let's frame gonna, this as a I'm first round. for a sec here. you got to at least do 13 because, you know, the 12-13 the 12, turn, the 1-2 turn, you got to at least do 13. Oh, there you go, Vaccaro. There we go. We'll do the 12-13 turn. All right, fine. 12-13 turn it is. Um, I'm interested in I'm interested in hearing yours, Nando. I really am. Uh, I well, can't wait for this. <laughs> I was just gonna. I was gonna let you go. You're the star of the show. Oh I just, yeah. Well, I, well, I want to hear you. Can't you just tell me yours real quick, and then I can turn it over? Well, let me set I up can... the rules first. Oh, okay. You good? The rules. Go ahead. Yeah. All right. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, I'm just. I'm the boatman. That's all I am. I'm the ferryman. All right. I'm the uh, Sharon. Mm-hmm. Right. Uh, anyway, so here are the rules. Well, I think we'll go PPR because you only speak in PPR language. Um, yep. That's fair. And uh, any position. How about that? Any position. Okay. Yeah, I mean, like, I, I don't know. I don't think we have to, like, just stick to of wide course. receivers and running backs. Okay. <laughs> yeah. uh, and that's it, right? We don't need it. So you can take this list and you can look at it as almost like a trade chart when we're done with it. Like, where is, was this guy two on Vaquero's list or was he eight? Mm-hmm. All right. So who's your number one? My number one, Derek Henry. Oh, okay. So we have a difference right off the bat. I think this is an undisputed number one overall, but rest of season. You're going to say Alvin uh, Kamara, right? Because you love Alvin Kamara. It locked in. Yeah, 100%. uh, Alvin Kamara. Why is that? Like, why? Like, you're not. Let me ask you. Let me put it this way. Are you you not concerned, like, when Michael Thomas comes back, that might upset the balance of the offense a little bit? Not at all. I actually think that might even help more with having Michael Thomas there. Uh, the guy catches seven to ten balls a game. He's basically like having a two-in-one player, having a receiver and a running back. Um, and he's just the undisputed king right now of fantasy. Uh, I had another follow-up question. I can't remember. Mm-hmm. Oh, if this is .5 PPR, would you have changed uh, to Derrick Henry? Mm, it'd, be, it'd be closer, but uh, I'd still lean Kamara. All right. I don't think I don't think anybody could really dispute Kamara number one overall rest of the season. I uh, I think Derrick Henry is just a steadier presence. Okay. Mm-hmm. That's all. I mean, look, I I, I see. I I'm not. Let me put it this way: I'm not saying that you're an idiot for doing that. I'm saying. <laughs> well, thank you. You're welcome. Derrick Henry just a lot more attempts, uh, many more touchdowns, and I think more touchdown opportunities. Actually, they got the same amount of touchdowns. Mm-hmm. But I think he's gonna I don't know, get more opportunities anyway. Okay. I'll put Kamara as my number two. And I'll put Henry as my number two, which I have. Yeah. I I mean, it's not like, like I said, it's not like Henry's down the list. Uh, You know, Derrick Henry's the number two. Uh, 20 plus attempts every game. Um, I just wish he would contribute a little more in the past game, which I was hoping for this year. I wonder if that Taylor Lewan um, injury uh, affects him at some point. And I think we saw it this past game versus Pittsburgh. Uh, he didn't get going until late in the game. And, uh, you know, I think there's going to be some weeks. I don't think he's a locked-in automatic 25, 30 fantasy points every game type of type of running back. I, you know, for years, uh, I wasn't a big Henry believer. And now I, I just am, man. Like, I mean, the, 
Yeah, he's just well. He had a slow start to he had a slow start to his career, Nando. But uh, he's really turned it on now, and I think the emergence of Tannehill helps even more, and a weapon like AJ Brown on the outside helps the offense even more. It's not like teams could focus in on you know stopping the run and, and stacking the box because Tannehill and AJ Brown will kill you. Yeah, that's true. Hopefully, mm-hmm. I mean, well, yeah. Hopefully, AJ Brown stays healthy. I hope so. Me too. But I mean, Henry was doing even so. Like this is where I'm kind of torn. Like that that game, the Tuesday night game, where Tennessee had nobody. Like Khalif Raymond, it was AJ Brown, an injured AJ Brown who maybe came back a little too early, and then Khalif right. Raymond is number two, and you know Johnu Smith is I guess a de facto number two, although he's a, he's a tight end. Right. Um, that was just like Derrick Henry. Like even though you knew Derrick Henry was going to take that offense and put it on his back, still couldn't stop the guy. Uh, yeah. yeah, I mean, yeah, what can I say? He he is an absolute fantasy stud and, um, you know, top right. two running back. So there's our one, two. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to, I'm going to guess your number three. Okay. Devonte Adams. No, not yet. All right. Not there yet. Uh, we're still hitting the running back position and we're going with a guy that I wasn't completely all in on this year. Uh, luckily, at the end of the season, at the end of draft season, I did jump in and get a couple shares, and I'm loving it. Uh, hopefully, he's recovered from his hamstring injury. But Dalvin Cook uh, is my number three overall if I was drafting today. So he's my four. Okay. My three is Christian McCaffrey. Mm-hmm. See, he's he's who I had a little tough time placing. Uh, we'll get to him. He is in the first round. But, uh, you know, with the time missed and seeing when he's coming back, that's a little bit of a tough thing. And, and Mike uh, Davis? we'll save it. We'll save it for McCaffrey. No, go ahead now, man. I mean, this is, All right. I, I mean, hey, listen, I, I think there's a couple backs I would have before McCaffrey. But I, I, I think Rule already said it, uh, you know, yesterday. Mike Davis isn't going to disappear in this offense. And that's not to say that, oh, McCaffrey isn't going to blow up. But my major concern is what we saw – Last year, and I think we have a little bit of a blueprint of what's ahead in what McCaffrey's going to look like coming back. And we saw it with Saquon Barkley last year coming back from the high ankle sprain. And Barkley said after the season, hey, I still didn't feel myself for another month when I got back. Uh, now, hopefully they did the right thing here with McCaffrey holding him out this long till he could get back. Uh, and maybe that's what the Giants didn't do with Barkley and, and he rushed back. But Barkley didn't feel like himself, he said, until about weeks 14, 15. And I worry that when he comes back, McCaffrey, and I don't think he'll be back until week nine. um, And that's another game that we have to factor into if we were drafting here. Yeah. And how many of these guys have buys? And on top of it, he's going to miss week 13 with his bye week. Okay, so. That's That's a bad week to miss. It's a terrible week. And that affected my me, uh, you know, draft season. You know, when I was drafting, uh. Looking at Buccaneers, and I mean, I was totally fading Tampa Bay Buccaneers, which might actually come back and hurt me now, um, but it's been okay so far. Fading Godwin and Edvins and, and Brady and Gronkowski. But, uh, you know, nobody wants to look up in Week 13 and not have, you know, their studs, whether you're playing for a regular season title or going into uh, trying to make your playoffs. You know, Tampa Bay and Carolina have week 13 buys, which is really, really a stupid setup. But, um, you know, it factors in. And, you know, you already missed McCaffrey. You're going to miss him for another week. You get him back, and then he's out week 13. What are we doing here? All right, that was dumb of me to put him at three then is what you're saying. 
Uh, yeah, that's exactly <laughs> what I'm saying. <laughs> uh, Dalvin Cook, um, are you not worried? Like, it just seems like uh, you look at you look at the leaders among running backs for receptions. Mm-hmm. Um, Dalvin Cook only has you know twelve receptions on sixteen targets for sixty four yards this year, and I like him. But I mean, do you think that's a that's kind of like a offensive coordinator change thing in Minnesota with Stefanski gone? Like they've just kind of changed the way that Dalvin Cook was going to be utilized. Does that worry you at all? No, I, I mean I think that'll pick up in, in you know as the season goes on. Now uh, I, I like the fact that their defense is getting worse and worse by the week. You know he'll be playing from behind. That's a lot more catches for him out of the backfield. Uh, I just think he's safe, Nando. And there's not too many safe running backs going forward. Now he keeps getting nicked up each year. It's always that the injury concern, but everybody's injury prone. I, you know everybody says, oh, this guy's injury prone. This you know Cook is. Cook keeps picking up these injuries. Hopefully he comes back 100% from this hamstring issue right out of the bye. And uh, it's full-blown. Uh, he's number three on my board. Let me ask you a question uh, quickly. That's what well, I'm actually, here for. Take as much time as you'd like with this. Do you have a quarterback sure. in your top uh, 13? I do not. All right. I nor do, do not. Nor do I. Okay. I just Who to... would be your number one, though? My number one quarterback? Yeah. Because uh, that that's, that's an interesting question right now. Who would be your number one going forward, rest of season? I don't, I don't think it's an easy decision. It would have been a slam dunk. Actually, our buddy Sias had a trade offer that he got yesterday that he had me on the phone for like twenty minutes about, which it was Lamar Jackson. He was offered Lamar Jackson for uh, Deontay. Not, not, not. Wait, it wasn't Deontay Johnson. Crap, I can't remember who it was. It was, it was a wide receiver who was like okay, and it was tough enough because he has Roethlisberger. Um, and I just keep going back to. Lamar Jackson, man, I th- I think that knee, even though they're not saying it, could possibly like bother him all year. I don't think it's good. it might not be an issue, but I think it could bother him all year. Yeah, of course. And not being in the medical uh, field or in their locker room, I don't know how badly it is hurt. But I think this bye week, uh, if it was something that was just like a little knee sprain or something that was preventing him from running as much as he did. Now, let's not forget. I mean, everybody's been talking about this knee issue with Lamar, but I've watched him break off 40-yard touchdown runs and look really fast the last couple of weeks. So uh, I don't think it's I thought it was maybe just a little bit of a nagging issue that yeah. the bye week probably helped. And I think Robert Woods. It was Robert Woods. That was a trade. Yeah, I'm not making that trade. Uh, I'm not. I'm not thinking that. You know, it's been. It hasn't been good for Lamar Jackson. Uh, second round drafters. It, it's been a. I don't want to say a disaster, but it hasn't been good. The first seven weeks of the season here, but the bye week is over. He comes out of it fresh. I think Lamar Jackson is gonna finally put up these big numbers that you hoped for when you drafted him. But I wasn't even. Thinking of him in this discussion as I don't, the, you were the going top Kyler quarterback, Murray. everybody knows you. Kyler oh, Murray I love sure. Kyler Murray, uh, but I, I mean, I, I'd still have to put Mahomes and Russell Wilson right there uh, ahead of him. I can't argue with that. Uh, maybe Mahomes. It seems like he's having a bit of a down oh, year. I, yeah. It, it, well, you know what? It, it's it's shocking. It, it's it's shocking the the numbers that Mahomes has been putting up. You know, sixteen fantasy points in the NFFC this past week. You never expected that, but. I'll tell you this much. Going forward, I think he's going to make up for that in a big way starting this week. Uh, he's going to start putting up some video game numbers with this Chiefs offense. Hey, Chris, uh, I don't do this, but I wonder if you do. Like when you're putting together this list, do you, I mean, obviously the McCaffrey stuff, yes. But can you even look ahead and be like, well, you know, they're playing the Packers in week 11 and they got Washington in week 10 and then, you know, they got the Bears in week nine. Do you, mm-hmm. I mean, 
I don't I don't do that because I think there are a lot of as many injuries as we're talking about on the offensive side you yeah. could have on the defensive side and it could really change a defense. Well, I'll say this now though, maybe in years past I might have looked like hey, let me see if they're playing this particular defense because they're so dominant. There's no good defenses this year. It's absolutely terrible. I mean, there's some decent ones, of course. You know, the Rams put, were nice. Uh, looked like a solid defense last night. But the week before that, they didn't. You know, can, can you think of one defense? I'm sure everybody will point to the Steelers, but the Steelers have been lit up in some in games too. Uh, there's not a defense that scares me where I'm like, oh, I have to avoid this player uh, on this particular week because of that defense. There's a couple cornerbacks that I think are elite where I would fade my receiver a little bit or downgrade them, but not as a total defense. I'm not scared of anybody like I was, you know, the Ravens back uh, years ago or the Niners defense last year. Uh, you know, it's just not too many dominant defenses. Yeah, and let's not confuse, like, the, the fantasy goodness with a, with a really good defense. You know, like a team that's going to score a lot of DST points, mm-hmm. not the same as a really good defense. Yeah, it's very random this year, you know, very random. Uh, there is one thing though, like if I don't know if if you play a lot on CBS, but they have this thing where you can check the week by week scoring all on one page uh, for the defenses. I like it a lot. It's helpful for me to like just see who's been consistent. You know, like one team might go up twenty two points one week and three the next. Yeah. But uh, I don't know, like the Buccaneers. You know, they have three double digit weeks so far. I think Tampa, everybody was disappointed uh, with their defense early in the season. And I think now going forward, they would be a top three defense for me. I think they're starting to round into form and, uh, you know, they're getting it done. Turnovers, sacks, they're they're a solid defense. Bears are actually kind of weird, like nine nine points in week five, 11 points in week seven. Bears seven, are another six, one, top 16. five. Yeah. All right. Anyway, uh, so you're number four. Mine's going to be Delvin. Uh, you know. You made a good argument about Christian McCaffrey and all these negatives. Mm-hmm. Um, I think I'm going to put Cook at three. Well, there you go. I changed I your mind move. already. And you know what? I might even put DeAndre Hopkins at four and move McCaffrey down to five. Oh, I mean, it's your uh, it's your list, Don. You know what it is? You do whatever you want, buddy. It's your right. It's the it's the bye week. It's the combination of the bye week and he's not going to play this week. That's two. Okay. That's two. And the timing of the bye. I mean, listen, that factored into my list too. Who who's yeah. had you know, who's already had their bye and who hasn't had their bye, and that's why Aaron Jones is number four on my list. Um, <laughs> You're really good at the segue stuff. Man. Yeah, I, I figured I'd get you right into it. Uh yeah. Aaron Jones, listen, running backs I, I'll beat the drum again. Running backs, uh the elite ones is I think what's gonna separate you from the pack in your league and in overalls this year. Uh, and if you have any of the guys I just mentioned at the top, Kamara, Henry, Jones, and Dalvin Cook, and more importantly, if you have a combo of these guys, which you're going to most likely have to have, you know, Kamara, Cook, Henry with Aaron Jones, because the, the first three were first rounders. Um, those are the guys that I see leading all the overalls right now. You know, that's the combo. Uh, Aaron Jones, another guy now, a little nicked up. We'll see if he's back this week. But in that offense that I didn't expect to be as great as it is um, this year, I thought they would take a step back, the Packers. They haven't. They've taken a step forward. Um, They need Bakhtiari back on that offensive line. They get him back. Uh, Aaron Jones, another guy that is, you know, an exceptional pass catcher out of the backfield. Total package, great offense. Uh, You know, he's he was the home run pick in round two this year, along with DeAndre Hopkins. 
Uh, where are you Ooh, on the injury? Segue. Oh, yeah. Ooh, is, segue is number five on my list. Let me write. Hold on, I'm writing these down so I can recap because you didn't send it to me. We're just doing this live. So right now you got Kamara. Well, actually, Henry. wait. Can I? I'm sorry. I made a mistake here, Nando. Let me back up. I have Devonte Adams ahead of DeAndre Hopkins. Yeah, that sounds. That's my five and six. Devonte Adams. Five. Yeah, so. Mm-hmm. So you have Kamara, Henry, Dalvin Cook, Aaron Jones, Devonte Adams, and DeAndre Hopkins. Yes, that's my I have top six. Henry, Kamara, Cook, DeAndre Hopkins, Aaron Jones, Christian McCaffrey, and then I got Devontae Adams. As you've probably heard by now, we've teamed up with BetMGM this season. We'll be using BetMGM lines to make all of our picks, and we'll have special offers for our listeners each week. If you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC, and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic, plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager with BetMGM. Here's how it works. Download the BetMGM app and sign up using bonus code THEATHLETIC. Make your first deposit of at least $10, place your first bet on any game, and claim your voucher for a one-year subscription to The Athletic. See BetMGM.com for terms. U.S. promotional offers not available in D.C., Mississippi, New York, Nevada, Ontario, or Puerto Rico. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Available in the U.S. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY 467-369 in New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona. 1-800-327-5050 in Massachusetts. 1-800-BETS-OFF in Iowa. 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help in Michigan. 1-800-981-0023 in Puerto Rico. First bet offer for new customers only in partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. Don't forget, if you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager. Survivor 46 is here and so is On Fire, the only official Survivor podcast and we have a twist this season. The winner of Survivor 45, D. Valladares, will be joining us every week. We're going behind the scenes of the biggest moments, the how and the why things happen, and the strategy and analysis you can only get from someone like me, a Survivor winner. Listen to On Fire, the official Survivor podcast, wherever you get your podcast. Uh, how slim is the margin for you between your number five, uh, Devontae Adams, and your number six, DeAndre Hopkins? Pretty close. Uh, you know, I thought about it for a second. I just think Devontae Adams right now is the king, um, and that's that's my top guy. But it, it, it is close. You know, Rodgers and Adams' rapport with each other is out of control, and, uh, you know, he's as consistent as consistent can be. All right. Uh, I think you... this. I think the slight edge would be, you know, they already had their bye, and, um, you know, Hopkins didn't. And Adams already had his, his injury. True. We get that off the table, right? He stayed out long enough. He's back. Yeah. He's he's good. Yeah. Yeah, I believe so. Um. So I got Henry. I'm, I'm scribbling so much. I can't even. Kamara, Cook, D Hop, um, Aaron Jones, Christian McCaffrey, then Devonte Adams. Mm-hmm. Then Who's I got James, next up. Then I got James Seven. Robinson. I got James Robinson. James Robinson, seventh overall? Yeah, man, yeah. Uh, that's craziness. I don't think I it's think crazy. crazy. I think he's, it's kind of crazy. You know yeah, why? Because he's, he's catching ahead. passes. He's catching a lot of passes out of the backfield. And especially with Chris Thompson on COVID now. And, mm-hmm. I mean, this terrible Reichwell Armstead story. Uh, he's you know, he's probably not even going to come back this year. No, at, he's, at he's already been ruled out for the season. Um, it, it's I mean, like, that. I thought Zigbo would have, like, worked in a little bit in the backfield this week at least. Like, okay, fine, Chris Thompson's out. Let's put another dude to spell this rookie. And they're just blowing through with James Robinson, man. I don't think they're going to stop that either. You know what, Nando? I said it's crazy. Maybe it's not too crazy. 
You know, yeah, you. Uh, this guy's been the the find of the year. People that drafted him late, uh, depending on when you drafted him. I know in the last week of the season, he started getting really hot. Um, and people were taking him in the 10th and 11th rounds of, in the high stakes market. Before that, he was, you know, a 19th, 20 round uh, dart throw or, or off, uh, you know, waivers. And look at the production he uh, is producing now. Uh, I thought he was starting to fade a little bit the last couple weeks before we got into this week, which I wasn't in love with him coming into this game versus the Chargers. And not only did he look great again at running hard uh, and looking the part and completely passing the eye test, but, you know, maybe going forward, he's another volume back that, uh, you know, that contributes uh, on a weekly basis some pretty big numbers for your team. That's it. Like, I didn't expect... Like, I don't know, man. You're a rookie, right? I don't know. Like, I don't know if there's a worry that he's going to get run down at some point. It's um, always, yeah, that's always, you know, something that you got to keep in the back of your mind as he hit the wall. Um, but right now he's looking pretty good. So um, that's not where I would go. I, I have another running back there, Nando, and it's uh, Pittsburgh Steelers running back James Conner, who I would be looking to try and trade for. Uh, I, I love the volume he's getting. I love how he's being used. I love the team, the offensive line. And um, I think he's another consistent 17, 18 plus point running back. Uh, and those are tough to find. Yeah, I like James Conner too, actually. Uh, are you mm-hmm. worried that, you know, like Benny Snell? No, pops in you know, once it's annoying. I, I, you know, we hate to see it. Uh, we saw it again. Uh, if you were watching that game, you know, James Conner, I tweeted this out. I feel like I celebrated three or four of his touchdowns uh, in the first half. Whether he dropped one in the end zone off his hands, got one called back, um, you know, had another one that was possibly keeps coming out when they're on the one or two yard line. I don't understand it, Um, but uh, that's the only negative, I think, to him. You know, he's good in the pass game and uh, he's on a good team that's going to have the lead in a lot of games. And, uh, you know, there's not too many bell cow backs right now. No. Uh, James Conner, uh, you're number seven. Let me ask you this. With six spots to go, do you have a tight end in the top uh, 13? I absolutely do. <clears throat> All right. Can Who's you your number eight? Uh, I'm going to guess it's Kelsey. Uh, we'll see. So right. anyway. It's either Kelsey uh, or John U. Smith. I don't know. This is where, this is where I have CMC uh, at eight. Right. You know, uh, just based on you know uh, him being Christian McCaffrey. Uh, I had to put him in the first round, and if he does come back and he's Christian McCaffrey again, even that you know seventy five percent, eighty percent of the snaps uh, that Mike Davis gets uh, taken away from him, I still think McCaffrey will be a, a first round uh, you know value. Would Chris forward. Carson? Would Chris Carson have been in your uh, top no. thirteen if he hadn't gotten hurt? No, no. Um, what about Edwards Hilaire if he didn't have Le'Veon Bell? You know, the, the Le'Veon Bell thing isn't scaring me as much as most people, uh, I, I believe. I, I still think in that offense, Clyde Edwards uh, is going to get enough touches and on a great team and a great offense, be able to give you your 20 fantasy points a week. And there's not too many other running backs that you are going to give you that. How about Joe Mixon if he didn't get hurt? I know you love Joe Mixon. I do love Joe Mixon, but no, he he wouldn't be in the consideration. If Nick Chubb did, it didn't get hurt, he would be um, because of the situation and everything. 
but I don't I don't know if we'll get Nick Chubb back week ten like I'm hoping. Yeah, I don't know either. It's that's a strange situation. Miles Sanders is kind of like a vague mm-hmm. situation. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Kenyon Drake came into that point. Did you did you consider moving uh, Chase Edmonds up? Maybe not to the top thirteen, obviously. No, no, I mean, not to the top no, thirteen. No. But I mean, like, would you have? I don't know. Can you? Can you? Well, Kenyon Drake's only out. You know, if, let's say on the high side, four weeks. Yeah. So and and they have their bye week this week. So why I can't put Chase Edmonds in my first top thirteen for three weeks of them. You know, yeah. well, once you start getting to 12, 13, 14, there's a little shaky ground there. You know, I'm looking at like Josh Jacobs. It is. You know, listen, when you told me to do this, Nando, I was like, oh, All right, I asked you. Easy. I asked you to do it. Yeah, you asked me. No, you told it's me. It's a 10 minute segment, bro. Yeah. <laughs> listen, um, it, it's not as easy. I, you know, the first, the top six, seven, I was like, okay, this would be what it looks like a first round. But when you get to the back end of the first round, there was a lot of different names I could consider. And. You know, the back end of the first round doesn't look like the first round that we drafted in late August at all. Um, and it, it, it does look a little weird. It's a it's a tough exercise, put it that way. All right, so your number eight is Christian McCaffrey. Yeah, and then I went to the tight end position. I just think George Kittle is king of, um, you know, the rest of the way. You could look at him as a wide receiver one. Uh, he's just... He's what you. I was fading the tight end position this year, Nando. As I've talked about, I don't have any Kittle, Kelsey shares, Andrews, anything. I don't like taking tight ends early, but I was wrong uh, with that. Uh, Kittle is the man, and uh, he's just he, the numbers he puts up uh, are, are ridiculous. In some weeks, I think he's due for that monster game this week, coming off of a. Five for sixty type of game this past week where they really didn't need him because they were up so big. But George Kittle, uh, first rounder to me. How rough is that Debo Samuel injury, man? That sucks. In terms of what? Yeah, I, I mean, mean it's listen, great for he's George another Kittle. Guy. He keeps getting banged up a little bit, so you know they say he'll miss a couple weeks. I think it's more uh, more targets for D- uh, for uh, Kittle. I had a question that I wanted to ask you. And it slipped. It mm-hmm. went away. Oh, going back. I remember now. It was an Arizona question. Are you buying into this Eno Benjamin thing? Uh, Seems no. like a lot of people are talking. Like I, I go he, rolling he's through like Twitter. Forgotten man, people were loving him. You know, the last week or two of draft season, saying like, "Oh, everybody thinks if you know Drake goes down, it, it won't be Edmonds. It, it's going to be Eno Benjamin." And people were starting to really draft him. And then you saw them everybody just dumping their shares of Eno Benjamin a week or two into the season, and we haven't heard his name again until now. But um, you know, I think this is uh, Chase Edmonds' uh, backfield for the next couple of weeks. And you'll see Eno Benjamin mixed in a little bit, but uh, I don't think he takes over the lead role from Chase Edmonds. All right, so your number nine is George Kittle. My... Number nine is George Kittle, and this is where it starts getting bumpy. I don't know, you know, who's your number nine, by the way? Thank you for asking. Yes, I didn't forget you. It's Ezekiel Elliott. Okay, so you do have Zeke in the first. Yeah, you know what? Initially, when we were talking about it on Sunday, I'm like, oh, he's top six. Mm-hmm. And as we're putting this together, it's just like, nope, 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 nope. I feel like maybe I should move him up ahead of Robinson. Ah, uh, it's your prerogative, my friend. I don't know. Let's, let's call him Tide. Yeah. I don't even know. I, my I list went, is, it's all over. I, I'm, I'm writing this on a box right now. Oh, very so, nice. <laughs> I'm running out of room. <laughs> well, I've got to have my stuff propped up on a box uh, yeah. for the video stuff with Jake. So... Mm-hmm. I'm just writing on, you know, it's a, it's a car seat box. 
I, uh, you know, at number 10 now, Nando, I went right back to the running back position. Um, you Kareem know, Hunt. No. I don't even think you would guess this one right now, probably. Go ahead. I'll give you three guesses, and you probably won't even get it. Because people are starting to be down on him a little bit, and I don't think they should be. Um, Antonio Gibson? Oh, come on, Nando. People are down on him because J.D. McKissick was kind of on the rise. Come on. Next. Antonio Gibson first round, Nando? I don't know. You get. You, it sounds like someone I wouldn't guess, so that's someone I wouldn't guess. Okay. Do you want to give one more guess and let it be better? Well, I, I got three. Gibson. I got three. So number no, two. you said Kareem Hunt. I said Kareem Hunt before you gave me three guesses. Oh, okay. Go ahead. Todd Gurley. God, come on. I guessed next. it. Uh, no. David Johnson. Okay, so it's Josh Jacobs, Nando. Let me see. You already talked about any more terrible. What? I said Josh Jacobs is my 12. Anyway, so it's not like you're I pulling him out of your. All right. Josh Jacobs, uh, <laughs> I, you know, he's had a couple slow weeks here, uh, but in this offense, bye week is behind him. I think he starts putting up these big numbers again. Um, and I think he's. I don't love the fact that Booker and, you know, Jalen Richard is starting to get mixed in a little bit here. But for me, Josh Jacobs will start picking up his volume. The The schedule opens up a little bit. He We knew he would be struggling against Tampa Bay's run defense. I think that's one unit you have to look to kind of fade your running back against is when you see your back up against Tampa Bay's run defense. Other than that, though, uh, Josh Jacobs is locked in as a first rounder going forward. If you have Josh Jacobs, should you also have Devontae Booker? If you want to cuff him, uh, you can as we head down the 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 uh, you know the the finish line here going forward. Sure, if you have some dead ends, uh, dead pieces at the end of your bench, I have no problem with that because I think it would be Booker getting the majority of the uh, touches if Jacobs did uh, go down. Yeah, there's a game last year, and I, this is this makes me very comfortable when it's like the same coaching staff, the same kind of personnel. Um, last year, when Jacobs was out uh, at the end, it was DeAndre Washington. Like I think people forget about the the late season games if your you know team wasn't in it and you tuned out. But it was DeAndre Washington had the big games. When Jalen Richard, his usage did not change at all. No, I don't think. I mean, Richard would not be the lead back here. Right. You would not see Richard in, in the backfield. You know, on early downs uh, for the Raiders, it, it would be Booker. All right. Your number eleven. I'm finishing off the first round with two wide receivers, Nando. I just can't get any other running backs in. Uh, Robinson and Zeke, I guess, uh, and one other guy, but I have him right outside. Um, I love Stefan Diggs, man. I really do. I think he is belongs in this elite company, uh, in this Bills offense, and uh, he's a target monster. You know, he's one of these guys that's eight to ten catches. It seems like every week, putting up the big numbers. He's had instant rapport with um, Josh Allen, and uh, I like this Bills offense, and he's the lead guy in it. Their run game isn't anything uh, that I guess people hoped for. This is a passing offense, the Bills, and uh, Diggs uh, is a back-end first-round wide receiver to me. I like that. Uh, you know, there's always worry, especially for the way uh, Dayball kind of runs an offense. Yeah. That, you know, he's, he's kind of like New England matchup-y, and I feel like we can never trust what we're seeing with the Bills. It's you've got to, like, think of what the next step is going to be. And that could be, you know, lessening Diggs. You know, people are so used to, oh, I got to stop Stephen Diggs, stop Stephen Diggs. And then you have like a Devin Singletary game, you know? Yeah. So that's, yeah. Uh, that's the only thing that worries me about Stephen Diggs. I want to embrace him fully, but. Yeah. 
No, I mean, listen, there's a couple of receivers. I just, I, I last year, last week's column of ranking the receivers, I had Diggs at four, and I'm holding true here. Um, yeah, by the way, you're ranking running backs this week? This week, I'm going to re, uh, rank uh, the top 10 running backs uh, rest of season. A lot of people in the comments were like, you know, hey, we really like you doing this. I did quarterbacks a couple weeks ago. I did uh, tight ends before that. So uh, running backs is the last on the list. So uh, look for that. Commenters love Chris Vaccaro. Except what? for that one guy. That one guy. Yeah. 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 Oh, can't can't have everybody love you, Nando. You know? It's, you know... I, it's a gift and a curse. By the way, uh, I want to just want to mention again, Fantasy Football Pods gets you the athletic for $1. Chris Vaccaro is one of the writers we have on staff. And, uh, man, I think last week, Chris, you had 400 comments or something like that. Yeah, it's getting tough to keep up with this, Nando. I mean, I'm answering questions. I'm answering questions at the end of the night. I know. I don't know how Jake does it, honestly. I don't know if he gets to every single one of them, but I try to get to every comment in my uh, column, and uh, it's it's tiring. (laughs) I know. It's a lot, right? It is a lot. It gets dizzying because it's like, wait, did I answer this a different way? You know what I hate? Let me go on a rant here a little bit. Here's what I can't stand. you know, somebody asked me a question in the comment section, and now all of a sudden, I guess, as the the weeks go on and, and more and more people are reading or commenting on my stuff, and I'm grateful for every one of you, believe me, but now everybody starts answering someone's question. Like the other readers, commenters, answer all the questions. So by the time you look at the, the question, you get around to answering someone's question— you have like eight people that have already answered the person's question. It's like, where do I like even comment here? Everything that was, I don't know. I know they're looking for me for to answer the question, but everybody jumps on every question now before I even get a chance to get to it. Well, I mean, isn't that good for you? That's like a question you don't have to answer. No, I still, because they're, they're looking for my opinion. Oh, all right. No. Okay. No, that's not a, that's not like, oh, you know, it's. Aren't they asking me the question? It's in my comment section. All right, you're right. But isn't it also kind of nice, like, when you're looking at it, and you're like, oh, man, 180 comments. I got to answer all these? And then you notice, like, one of them is, like, six. No, Nando, because I'm a man of the people, and I uh, I try to answer every single one of them. I don't try and skip over any of them. You're a good guy. Getting engaged is a moment worth cherishing. A one-of-a-kind ring that you design at Blue Nile can help your love sparkle. Just choose your diamond and setting. When you've found the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Finding the right engagement ring can be nerve-wracking. At Blue Nile, you'll have the expert guidance needed and a diamond guarantee that ensures you're getting the highest quality at the best price. Cherish all of life's moments and save up to 30% at BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. All right, Vicaro. Stefan Diggs is your number 11. Um, who's number 12? Let's go with the turn here. 12, 13. I'll put them together however you want it because you get both of them. So um, it's another wide receiver, another receiver I love. I think he is an absolute superstar. Uh, A.J. Brown of the Tennessee Titans. Uh, I love him. 
And uh, I think this offense can support two top, uh, you know, 12 picks in Henry and Brown. The whole offense revolves around these two guys. It's a good offense. Uh, I mentioned it earlier. Tannehill is on fire and Brown looks the part. He's one of these guys that just is uncoverable. So uh, I will say this, DK Metcalf, uh, believe it or not, was in consideration for one of these spots because uh, I think he's the same as an A.J. Brown, uh, same type of wide receiver that's just a future superstar, if not one right now. But Brown is there, and uh, on the turn, I have to, I, I can't knock Clyde Edwards-Hilaire out of this uh, top 13 just based on the offense, and uh, I think that Bell will trickle into this offense, but at the same time, Clyde's getting a lot of touches, and uh, I don't think that's going away. This is interesting. So if you look at the top five in receiving yards, um, well, for, I mean, Edwards Hilaire in himself is interesting because I, I kind of believe the opposite, that Le'Veon Bell is going to have a much bigger role. Um, What's a bigger role to you, though, Nando? I, think, you, I said like, 18 touches. Think? In our roundtable, I said 18 touches. I, by, I, you know, I think I saw that, and I was like, whoa, eight, 18 touches a game from Le'Veon Bell, you think, going forward? Like, where does that leave Clyde? Yeah. So you think Bell's going to actually exactly. be the lead back. If, if Bell's getting 18 touches a game, he's the lead back. Yeah, that's, yeah, that's what I think is going to happen. You're bringing in Le'Veon Bell. I mean, I know, like, I, I think for some reason we kind of just – associate Le'Veon Bell with like kind of like these washed up dudes who are skipping from team to team in their you know early 30s or even kind of late 20s um but he's Le'Veon Bell man he's awesome uh is he though I think he is I think well look and I don't want to like this Adam Gase thing like when you get outside of Adam Gase you're you're you've unlocked your potential um Mm -hmm. remember how good he was he wasn't just a volume guy he was like an amazing Super touch volume guy who did a lot of stuff with those Long time with those ago. touches. Two, two, he took a year off. Two plus years ago. Uh, two plus years ago. Uh, I mean, I think it, I, unless you want to say, which I'm sure you will, that Andy Reid is lying. Uh, you know, he Andy Reid from himself has said that you know Bell's not coming here to take over Clyde's role, just trying to take a little bit off his plate. And I think that's what it's going to be. I think it's a 75-25 split. You're right. Coaches should tell everyone exactly what they're thinking. So no, I, I, I agree with that. No, I think coaches lie a lot. Believe me. But I don't. I mean, what have you seen from Clyde that thinks that you think he's going to be the the one B to Le'Veon Bell's one A? I mean, not much. But they, look, they had chances to bring in Lamar Miller, Devontae Freeman, all these guys. Um, you know, they they flirted with DeAndre Washington a little bit here and there. But I mean, they got Le'Veon Bell, and in his first game. Through, I mean, like the the final snap counts, I don't think show it. Like for the first three quarters, they were pretty much neck and neck in terms of snaps. And then Edwards Hilaire got a lot of the fourth quarter ones. And I think they finished twenty eight eighteen split, um, something like that. But uh, I, I don't know, man. I just Edwards Hilaire is a rookie. That's it's, I don't I don't think that matters. Uh, you know the rookie part. I, I care about you know more about passing the eye test. And Clyde passes that eye test. And I think he's going to be the lead back. So 18 touches is a lot for Le'Veon Bell. If he's getting 18 touches a week, he's a he's an RB two in the Chiefs' offense. Yeah, that's so that's what I'm that's where I'm at. So you could basically start Clyde and Le'Veon Bell together. Then you're saying, and I'm not saying it just to be difficult. Uh, yeah, I think you could. Almost okay. in the same way you, I mean, you could do it with Kareem Hunt and Nick Chubb. 
Yeah, I mean, I guess that, I mean, and I think that's what you're hoping for if you're on the Le'Veon Bell train is that type of situation, you know? That's right. that's your ultimate dream right there if you're a Bell owner is that he's the Kareem Hunt to Nick Chubb, you know, when the Browns offense was completely healthy. But let me also flip it. I know a lot of people are looking for a revenge game this week against the Jets and they're mm-hmm. just, you know, feed. I don't think that's going to happen. I think Le'Veon Bell, to prove himself a true chief, uh-huh. is going to say the best revenge I could get against this guy is a win. And we got the win, and I don't care if I touch the ball three times. I don't think Andy Reid's going to feed him, you know, 25 rushes and eight passes. I think they just want to pound the Jets and embarrass Adam Gase. And he, this is the chance for Le'Veon Bell to be like, what did I do that was so bad? Like, why am I miscast as this villain? You know, oh. I took a year off to get a better contract. So what? It's so funny how this worked out where Bell is now up against this uh, up against the Jets right off the bat pretty much and uh, I think the Chiefs will be up by so much they're 20 and a half point favorites right now in Vegas there's going to be plenty of touches for Bell uh, and Clyde in this game and uh, if Bell's ever going to produce uh, you know solid fantasy numbers for you it's, it's this is the week to put him in See, I don't think that's going to happen. I think I think they're going to go okay. the other way, and they're going to recast. What, him. Just, uh, so what now? Now this week, all of a sudden, you're going to say, "Okay, this is going to be all Clyde, and Bell's not going to play and produce this week." Not all you're Clyde. Just going but... against what you just said. No, I'm going. No, I'm not. Yeah, you are. I think you he's. Just said I Bell's think he's 18 touches a game. Yeah, by week 10. <laughs> no, God. <laughs> okay. No, so this week, I like. I think it'll he'll inch his way up there, but I don't think it's going to be like 80 percent Bell, 20 percent Hilaire. Edward Hilaire, just because they're playing the Jets. I think, like, okay, I think so you this think is, yeah. that's so you see that in the future, though. You think it's an 80 20 Bell split, yeah? No, 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 not 80 20, uh, maybe like 65 35 at best. At best, wow, wow. I think you'll definitely be in the uh, I think actually you'll be standing alone on that hill, all right. I mean, if but I you am, like I to am. do that, but you like to do that. I don't like to do. Way, I don't like so. to do that. You know, because then everyone's like, oh, you're just saying that. You know, to, to be that guy who says it. I mean, you, you just made Clyde the backup, is what you did at sixty five thirty. Maybe he's not Bell. a good pass. If Bell's a superior pass protector, why wouldn't you have Bell in more than Edwards Hilaire? If he can pick up blitzes better than a rookie, why wouldn't you have? Why wouldn't you have him in there? Okay. I mean, did Clyde not do that well the first six weeks of the season? I don't, even if he did it, I mean, if he was a four out of five, if Bell's a five out of a five, why wouldn't you play the five out of five guy? Okay. That's well, all. I listen, time will tell. All right. But that's my first round, Nando. All right. And uh, no one cares about mine, so I'm not going to mention it. <laughs> now, my, my last two are Kareem Hunt and Josh Jacobs. Kareem so, Hunt with two more games possibly before Nick Chubb uh, comes back. You have him as a first round pick rest of the yeah. season. Yeah. yeah. I think and when who Chubb is comes your back, other one? And Josh Jacobs. I feel like you just put him in there because I did. Well, no. No, joking. <laughs> it was originally Terry McLaurin. Uh, I love it. It wasn't. It wasn't Terry McLaurin. But okay. Before well, let's wrap it up here with this little bit of trivia. Uh, of the top five receiving yard leaders so far this season, only two of them, DeAndre Hopkins and Stephon Diggs, made the top thirteen here. Robbie Anderson did not, which mm. whatever. Calvin Ridley did not, which is interesting. Second and rounder to me. Amari Cooper did not, which is whatever. Definitely not. McLaurin, DJ Moore, Allen Robinson, Tyler Lockett, and Justin Jefferson round out the top 10 of receiving yards. Yeah, I mean, other than Calvin Ridley and Allen Robinson, none of these guys were in consideration. They would all be second-round picks uh, for me. I love Ridley and I love Allen Robinson, but uh, Cooper would not even be in the consideration with the disaster going on there. 
DJ Moore, same thing. I'm shocked that DJ, I mean, DJ Moore had a couple of big games now, so, uh, but he's not in consideration. Yeah. On the right back side, okay. Tyreek Hill, uh, Julio Jones, um, you know, those guys were in consideration. Ronald Jones. No. 506 Ronald rushing Jones. yards. Oh, my God. 506 rushing yards on the season. Okay. Did you see how much Leonard Fournette played? I mean, you you missed your window on selling Ronald jo- Jones at his high these last two weeks. I'm just letting you know the numbers. I'm not saying that Ronald Jones should have been in there. I was just giving names. Todd Gurley. I thought Todd Gurley might have had a shot at the Vicaro Top 13. I think you obviously don't know me and my hate for Todd Gurley. So <laughs> Save it for the column. Yeah. All right. We got to go. Uh, thanks, everybody, for listening. We hope this is informative and helpful. Here's Vaccaro, Camara, Kamara, however you say it, however you say it. Uh, Derek Henry, Kamara. Dalvin Cook at number three, number four, Aaron Jones, number five, Devontae Adams, number six, DeAndre Hopkins, number seven, James Conner, number eight, Christian McCaffrey, number nine, George Kittle, number 10, Josh Jacobs, number 11, Stephon Diggs, number 12, A.J. Brown, and he wraps it up at number 13 with Clyde Edwards Hilaire. Check out his column, theathletic.com slash fantasyfootballpod. Gives you The Athletic for $1 a month. We got to get out of here. For our boy behind the scenes, Michael Beller, that's Chris Vaccaro. No lawn boys this week, which is interesting and exciting, I guess because it's raining. We'll talk to you later. See you next time. Hey, football fans, this is Diana Rossini from The Athletic. Get the top stories and pro football snapped directly to your inbox with our latest NFL newsletter, Scoop City. Jacob Robinson and I will bring you the daily scoop of top NFL articles, posts, and podcasts every Monday to Friday. Sign up for free now at theathletic.com backslash scoop.